shit. But no, seriously, like I'm glad we're doing this now because uh, like you do music, I do music, you're into philosophy, spirituality, religion, I'm into all that stuff. And like, it's hard to find that intersectionality Yeah. with like, yeah. and in a genuine way, like, you know, we see so many things today of, you know, people preaching the yoga thing, the spirituality thing, but there's often such a disingenuous way it's done. And like, and you can feel that. And mm. you see it a lot in social media and yoga is almost like hip today as opposed to yeah. being something that's like truly for yourself. And I think like, yeah, when you're posting about stuff like that, when you're... Yeah, it's it, a little performative. It is. And I think that's yeah. the word. It becomes like an, an act. And Alan Watts, both of our favorite guys, Yeah. Um, he was... That's my dad. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think he's everybody's dad in a certain way. Like, and there's just something about his voice that's so soothing. Yeah, and like, man. and I learned that I'm not the only one who thinks that. Like, you look at the YouTube comments on his lectures, and you hear, you know, people talking about him. They're like, I listen to Alan Watts all the time to go to bed. I'm like, oh, so I'm definitely not the only one. Mm -hmm. Like, he just has such a charisma and like a candor. It's it's part of it's the British thing. I think it's it has it's a the certain, British thing. Yeah, it has a class. It feels like an yeah. old grandfather like talking to you. You can tell he probably did really well in the romantic realm. Oh like, he's no, so charming. No, I was I was definitely thinking that because. And see, that's where you have to be careful with spiritual figures sometimes or like these mm. leaders because mm -hmm. charisma, that's, that yeah. can be a really dicey thing because then a lot of people like you. A lot of people will do things for you because you're just this yeah. charismatic leader. And a lot of times when people talk about, you know, leaders uh, taking advantage of their people who follow them, it's always, it's always the charismatic leader. And, I've, and yeah. I've learned that term, the charismatic leader, often has a really negative connotation to it. Yeah, I guess because it's... I mean, Sam. This is something Sam Harris talks about, where there's just like so many cases of of you know spiritual leaders all over the world just taking advantage of their followers and like, and it's that's not to say that they don't have anything like valuable or any sort of like level of enlightenment that mm -hmm. they're that they're like bringing like they they are bringing wisdom, um, but when you get to a certain level, it's it's like it's i think it's easy to fall into um like your carnal desires absolutely you know and that's something that that it's 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 related to music too where i when i think about my music now and i think about like what i want to do with it and how like what success in music looks like mm -hmm. i'm like okay I want to be able to do, I want to be able to, you know, live off of my music. Like of if I could just do music, of then course. great. That's all I want. But then there's um, sort of like what you were saying with, you know, people marrying spirituality or yoga or whatever it may be with their music. And it's like, it feels like performative because there's mm -hmm. certainly a lot of people who, who maybe they don't get into music for it, but the goal seems like in order to be successful, I have to be famous. I have to be loved and wanted by like, like, you know, thousands or millions of people or whatever. And, and I think that's probably where these spiritual leaders, like, um, they just of get course. the fame is like toxic. It's toxic. And that's the hard part because you will get it if you are a truly, 
I guess, significant leader. Mm. Gandhi, Martin Luther King, they had huge followings. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's a really hard thing to balance because you will have followers, you will have people who will do anything for you, mm-hmm. and you will, you have every, how do you say, egotistical means to get away with shit. Yeah, and you're human. So and like, you're human on you, top of, of that. Of course, of course you're like, when you're attracting so many people, it's like, I, I think it's it's also like the power of it. That's it's like the power. So uh, corrupting too, because not just spiritual leaders, but like Anybody. presidents, like yeah. uh, like any yeah. sort of like person in a position in of like leadership. In a significant position of leadership, exactly. And, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's something that it's hard for me to discuss with people because you know because you're an artist you've been a performer you've been on stage you've you've done shows like you know what it's like to have people cheer for you and to Uh kind of be like the cool kid in the room and Mm -hmm. and and you're not this person that feeds off of it in a negative way and takes advantage of it but you have experienced like this is what it's like to kind of be number one and I wouldn't say number one. Well, you know but... what I, you know what I mean, like like figuratively speaking <laughs> but, of but like yeah, I, like there was there was like when all lights are on you, a taste of like what it feels like, right? For you know, I guess people who have to deal with it all the time, where uh-huh. like it sort of becomes a burden. I remember that being very much a part of it. Like I, I feel like I was yeah. really lucky to have experienced, like like just a a, a drop of success right, and and. Right sort of like fame you get a taste so of that say. devil's fruit yeah. um when i was younger because yeah. i i noticed when it when it started to corrupt me sure, because when sure, i would go sure. home after touring yeah. like all around america i'd come home and i'd be like i'm better than yeah. all of these people that stayed here and are still going to regular high school and going about their lives i'm like and like you feel this superiority and it, it wasn't until like it, thankfully it didn't take too much uh right, too right, long right. afterward to realize like wow like i was being an asshole yeah um and it's it's like even the slightest bit of of that power or, or notoriety or whatever like can be so corrupting and and i think that's a really aware thing to say because it's true that it's toxic it's intoxicating it's attractive and if you don't say that you're fucking lying to yourself right because you know and that's some of the gripe i have with a lot of the spirituality today and people you know i think because i post a lot of stuff and i like to talk about that stuff but and this is a, like a big Carl Jung thing is be, being aware of that shadow side of yourself mm. and 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 realizing that you have as me, as much negative tendencies as anybody else does and 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 thinking that oh I am peace I am light I am a child of God I am a being of this universe and and I am beyond all of this negativity because I meditate in this that it's like no you're not and not always not always. and, and <laughs> because that could be an experience that people have like you know if they're tripping on acid or something <laughs> like, right right like it happens and, and but all, you're not always going to be there you, and that's exactly it's funny i was just thinking about exactly that what you just said and like i you're probably the only person i can talk about this with is you're not always there and like what meditation what meditation to me is it's like you have you 
I related to sex, and let me elaborate, because sure. <laughs> um, I'm interested to see the connection. Yeah, <laughs> and and I mean sex in more of its, I guess you could say, figurative, um, unitive meaning, as opposed to this like lustful, carnal desire, and and I mean that as. Well, what does the word yoga mean? Yoga means union. And, and I believe it's Sanskrit. Y-O-G, yoga means huh. union. Like with what? Body, mind, and... It, right, union with divine. Spirit. So like from... from Yeah, exactly, union, body. And that's what yoga is. Unification of body, mind, and spirit. So, I mean, what is sex fundamentally? Mm -hmm. It's some form of union. Mm -hmm. And you could... And how would you... I mean, tantric yoga, that's a thing. It that's, is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And... um. So what is the equivalent between like high spiritual and high as in like a really unique elevated spiritual experience and sex? It's like, well, it's the equivalent of like orgasm, you could say, and reaching a certain really high blissful level of consciousness is you mm -hmm. have united with it. Yeah. And, and to me, that's what I guess you could almost equate sexual orgasm with. It's like you've achieved for just a moment this moment of unification right and and to me that's what meditation is because for a certain period of time you can be in that mm -hmm. state and then you come out of it and i think what makes the difference between the um like i guess a beginner not beginner novice advanced master is how long they can be in that state yeah because at the end of the day you're right we are human and we are going to have human desires and it's foolish and I think really ignorant and really egotistical actually to say that you're not and you're mm -hmm. better than that because, mm -hmm. well, if you've completely gotten rid of that, almost like congratulations, you've passed the test of yeah. life, existence. Like, it's just <laughs> unrealistic. It's unrealistic. And, and, and it's totally arrogant. And, it and really as, is. As you say, like, um, to, to, you know, expect to be yeah. at that, like, elevated place, like, at all times, at the end of the day, like, no we're animals like yes. and and you could be like an expert meditator you could be like oh, the yeah. the monkeyest oh, yeah. monk that there is um monkeyest yeah i know I about <laughs> that. a super elevated monk. um and, and and you know you still the, the shit and so yes are we allowed to yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you still have sexual desires, you still have to mm -hmm. eat, you still mm -hmm. like all of it. Like it's it's just that's part of that's part of it. It's that's part of it. And I think it's part too. of it and it's acceptance in realizing that I mean to me, like the first real step to the spiritual path is realizing you're a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like Yeah. And not in even a self-deprecating way, not but just in, in a like, self-deprecating way, exactly. Like it's, um, it's just realistic. It's acceptance like, of the present, mm -hmm. and like to me, from from there, that's where it starts. Alan Watts said it really good. Um, for everything he says, he says it really good. But, and I have I have it written down in a notebook actually, because see, a lot of the stuff I hear on audio from him. It's not on paper, so like, mm -hmm. and so it would, like I have to write it down because mm -hmm. it's like, from all the hours of his lectures on YouTube, countless hours, for me to find that little needle in the haystack would be so hard. Yeah. And yeah. it was something along the lines of, um, you don't need rosaries, you don't need prayer beads, you don't need um, icons, you don't need Bibles, you don't need any of that shit. 
and and it's when you don't want it you don't need it then it's fun to have it mm-hmm. and 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 i think what he was saying with that is people mistake devotion dedication spiritual practice and enlightenment with all of those things yes like i go to you know they need church it. or wherever this place of worship like you know this amount of times per week or like once right. a week or whatever i go i go like this frequently yeah and and that's enough mm-hmm. um and, and you know for some people it is right but it's it's I was driving by a church this morning yeah. and they were like, uh, church isn't a place. Like there was a sign outside church isn't a place. Oh, like join us great. online or whatever. Yeah. That's and, really good. actually. And I was like, damn, like, that's really good. Absolutely. And then I was like yeah. going down the trail of thoughts yeah. about like, well, you know, maybe you guys shouldn't be tax exempt and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, like what the, what they were saying is correct. Like right. you don't have to like be at a specific place or have it. like idols or relics. And like you're saying, like you, you, it, it has to come from within, right? And then if you want to have those things, like, later to remind yourself or something, like, once you've, it's like, nice to gotten yourself to that place, it's, yeah, absolutely. Um, but then, it, you know, it there's there's those people, like you were talking about, who are just, like, sort of performative. Like, I'm doing yoga because it's, like, a nice trend or, like... It's a, a trend. I went to this Namaste. temple this day. I went to... <laughs> they got the crystals. They got the... Yeah. And I see this thing and I, lo- I lose it. Yeah. But... Um, I try to have compassion for those people, too, because, like, at least they're trying. Of course. Of at course, least they, of they're, course, they're, of course. They're just like the rest of us. Where they're just looking. They're just dude, looking, and maybe they're just not looking in the right way. Dude, it's one of my favorite things that Timmy always said. We all need to, like, hang out and have, like, a group, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, man, everybody's just winging it. Everybody's doing what they can with what they know. Mm-hmm. Like, and the way I always looked at that was, and I could be wrong, but, like, I just generally speaking, nobody wakes up in the morning and says, what can I possibly do today to make my life harder and screw things up even more? Right. Nobody does. Everybody, like, they're just doing what they do living each day with what they know mm-hmm. trying to just get to the next one nobody tries to make their life harder so when you that see is... somebody screwing shit up uh-huh. it's probably because they don't know or i mean i think worst case scenario they don't know they're completely unaware or it, whatever they're doing makes sense to them makes that's exactly that's, it that's makes sense to them something that i'm realizing like how like another part of just being human is that we all are so good at, at creating narratives and making oh sense of God. things, even when they don't. Like, if you do something and someone questions it, like, even if you didn't do it consciously with some intent in your head, you can fabricate a story for why yes, it, why you did it or whatever, absolutely. right? Um, and, and I just want to, like, touch back on what you were saying about, like, screwing up because I wrote something down earlier in the year... Yeah. Uh, in my phone and this like sort of mantra to remind myself i can't remember where i heard it it might have been like a like a a family friend or something um who said no one something like no one is going through life trying to screw up yeah it's just exactly like what you said like no one's trying to screw up everyone's just doing their best um and so, like, if you look at it that way like you you can be more like patient and and compassionate for people but it's, it's another part of being human is just like uh, like accepting that imperfection and that impatience that you you'll have sometimes because it it occurs for me all the time and it's one of those things where i'm like i don't know how 
long I'll have to meditate and how long I'll have to cultivate a spiritual practice to like gain more patience and like grace with these people or like if it'll never go away maybe the whole point of this practice is to just get into acceptance of the fact that like i'm gonna be impatient sometimes and i think it's when again Alan Watts said that perfectly i think it's when you don't want it is when it finally just goes away and yeah it's because you don't again it's the whole thing you don't need it anymore and then you have it because it's like i think the way he described it was um when you've reached the place of let's call it don't care anymore mm-hmm. is when you're i think he, the analogy he was using was when you're trying to learn how to swim trying to learn how to swim, and then it's like when you finally just don't give a shit at all anymore and you finally just say fuck it i'm never going to be a swimmer then you start to swim mm. and and i think what that entails is what you're saying about just accepting it and it's like maybe i am an impatient piece of shit and then not trying to force it mm-hmm. it becomes and, you know my martial arts instructor was was like my alan watts you could say and he was like my mentor through so much of this stuff i learned so much of all this through him and and martial arts is just such a fantastic medium mm-hmm. for learning and practicing and experience all that it's probably stuff. a lot of philosophy that comes along with it if you're at the right school with the right teacher yes um if you're at a UFC gym, probably not. <laughs> um, and not to say, just dominate. Well, yeah, and not to say that that's bad in the sense that maybe that is what you want. You are into fighting. You're not maybe into like the philosophy of martial yeah, arts. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just a different flavor. One's right. a cheeseburger. It's, one's a hot dog. It's not tai chi. Yeah. It's not tai chi. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's actually a perfect analogy for it. So we're practicing kicks one day. We're doing side kicks, and and. You know, when you do psychic, you want your you want your leg to lock out and be straight when you hit. And he was saying like, make your leg straight, make your leg straight, man. I'm just trying, mm, 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 just trying so hard to make my leg straight. And he was just like, he looked at me, he's like, just let it go, just. And I was like, oh. It's the moment you stop trying. It's like where you ju- it, yes, exactly. You're not forcing it out there. And the best way I can describe it, because it is more of a physical thing, is. You know when you have your arms out and you spin around and it feels like the blood's rushing to your hands and it's kind of like that feeling of your arms are pulling out of your sockets? Mm-hmm. That's letting the kick go. Got it. It's almost like it it releases like a rubber band. You're yeah. not trying to put it out there. Right. It the, just... Mm-hmm, the momentum takes it for you. And you let it Yeah. take it there for you. You don't try to put it there. That's really interesting. I guess when you, because I've never done any sort of martial right, arts, right. but like I would imagine, like as a layman, mm-hmm. and that's well, sure singing has it's it's like similar. Y- you would imagine that all of it would be force, of course. But like, there's so much of it that's probably just like letting go and just going with the flow of it. I mean, I think there's whole like, yes. like yes, like styles of martial art that are all about like no force whatsoever. It's just you know moving the person's energy which is like, which is kind of like the philosophy of my martial art which is hapkido is um circular motion and it's the whole thing and everybody says that they've heard about use your opponent's energy against them and let mm-hmm. me just be the first to say it's much easier said than done <laughs> everybody, the yeah. whole the whole philosophy of that is in like going back from like ancient ancient japan where it came where it originated from and aikido was the japanese art that like originally um 
that's like the founder of that mm-hmm. whole philosophy is like, you know, you, this assailant comes towards you and he's trying to kill you and attack you. And then with every slash of his sword and every punch of his fist, you deflect it and deflect it and you use his energy against him. And then he finally realizes, oh my gosh, you know, you are the true master and my ways are terrible. Let me become your student. It's like, okay, that's fantastic in like some martial arts story, but like his shit doesn't work that way in real life. <laughs> and Easier done. A is way harder to do than you think. And B, um, perhaps maybe it's not the fact that you're going to use it in a fight is not the most important thing. Yeah. Maybe that's just like, for example, like I've never been in a fight. Not really. Like I had like a scrap in like junior high. But that totally doesn't count. I've never been like in a holy shit. I'm in a fight, fight. Same. And and Famously. I don't um, exactly. And I don't. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything because I've right. seen them break out. I'll never forget. I was in K Town with my brother, and his girlfriend, and my other buddy at like two in the morning. We were at this like K barbecue place, twenty four seven, open, and this full on brawl just broke out, and it started because. I think it's important to for like, you know, some people to realize about that some of the, like the East Asian cultures is um like respect is huge. So what had happened was I think everybody was kind of drunk. First of all, back from the club, it's like two thirty in the morning, and what I think what happened. So we're in a Korean place, and I think some guy said ni hao to um, another guy's Korean girlfriend. Like like. So ni hao is Chinese. Like, right, right. Were they saying it just Ex- being derogatorily? Like, yeah. Exactly. Okay. And like and people might not think that's a big deal, but that's like in 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 that culture it is. And then just you know, one thing led to another, fuck you, fuck this, fuck that. And then some yeah. girls started pulling each other's hair. And Ay-y-y-y. then so, And when you see it actually I have it, I can show it to you later. You have, watched uh, it happen, like unfold right, right in front there. of you. <laughs> unfold from nothing to boom. And wow. somebody picked up a flower pot and threw it at a server's head. Oh no. My the br- server. Well my, and my brother's uh ex military, he's a ranger, and he got up and broke it up and Yeah. And let me tell you, when you see that shit happen and un- unfold in real time, it's terrifying. Hmm. I don't care how much training you've had, unless you're just one of those people that are just born to fight and you're a good fighter. Uh-huh. You just find yourself in those situations all the time, kind of like my brother being in the military. That's his domain, I guess. Yeah. It's not my domain. Right. And I don't take you as the confrontational type. I can't imagine that you would let a confrontation or any sort of like disagreement get to the point of fighting. Like if it did, it's because not because I took it there. Right. It's because you're defending yourself defending myself or something terrible happened and i found that was the only thing i could have possibly done but for me to like decide to to (laughs) throw a punch i can't imagine what it would take for me to do that because i've never been in that situation and you know and they say that with like martial artists is like you know the most well-trained martial artists like never get into fights i wouldn't necessarily say that because some fighters love to fight Mm -hmm. and they love finding scraps they'll 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 turn what was seemingly nothing into something yeah just because they like to fight and some people and, and maybe that's why they're great fighters honestly um but that tends to be a more often than not that like a martial artist will not find themselves engaging in conflict because having again it really goes back to what we were saying earlier about you don't need it yeah you don't you don't need the rosary to make to, to make you feel like you are 
like devoted in your Christian faith. You don't need the Buddhist prayer beads to make you feel like you're praying to Buddha. You don't need the Bible right next to your bed all the time to make you feel like you're a good Christian. It's like, and like similar to me, like I don't need to get in a fight to know that I have, I'm well-trained and mm -hmm. I can take care of myself. And I think it's because once it's absorbed to such a degree in you, there legitimately is no need to express it because it is genuinely a part of you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe you could say that's related to people thinking, oh, the chase, you know, it's it, the relationships are fun. Like when it's a chase, but the second you like, it's not a chase anymore. It's not fun anymore. Like, I don't know about that. I think, I think that's maybe for people who just enjoy the chase. Exactly. <laughs> just like people who like enjoy fighting. It's like, right. And that's, that's what you're in. That's for exactly and the rush yeah i mean and that's a whole different game yeah. i think i think that's a whole different philosophy because and i don't think that relates to just relationships or just fighting i think that's a general you could say psychological tendency mm -hmm. yeah yeah but like i've never found myself in fights a first of all i'm just very non-confrontational to the point where i will do i will go to great lengths to avoid conflict mm -hmm. um which actually Surprisingly, was was something I really had to work on in martial arts because. <laughs> They're like Mike, you have to spar. Yes, but I don't yes, want. Yes, yes, no, and it, and it wasn't <laughs> that I have to spar. I always love sparring, but I really hated fighting people who were aggressive, and it's not mm. because I couldn't beat them. The only, especially like later in my years, the only person that really that I like for sure couldn't beat was my instructor. Um, I had one other partner that we were pretty neck and neck, um, but I never felt like, oh, he's hard. I can't beat him, but he was aggressive. And there's other people that are aggressive and they're mm -hmm. out to take your head off and they're out to beat you. And somebody out to beat you is a very different energy than somebody just sparring you. Right. And what's funny is when I'd fight my instructor, it was way better than me, like, and and he wasn't even in his prime, and he, like without even trying, he could beat me. And that this this isn't some placebo effect. Of, oh, I can never beat my master. Oh, I tried. <laughs> and I would say I tried to beat him, but I tried my best with him. And and he would knock the crap out of me. But it's not the strength of the hit; it's the intentions behind the hit that you feel. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you know, it's not what you say; it's how you say it. Same exact thing. And I hated fighting people that were super aggressive because just the energy was just so confrontational to me and to the point to where I would let people beat me because I felt that I didn't need the win mm -hmm. because I knew I could and it would just be more of an aggressive fight for me to try to get that win from them than to just let them have it Yeah, and he's like you cannot do that shit and he was saying that from the perspective of he was the same way well was it in the context of like a competition or um not competition necessarily like we were just fighting on the mat like you know last 20 minutes of class kind of thing it's not like a who won mm -hmm. i mean there wasn't like prizes or, or like trophies or anything but like um i guess you could say there was bragging rights got it and that's a real thing when you're throwing punches trust me when you nail one on somebody's nose yeah, that's kind of a one-up. <laughs> and, um, and, and actually, this goes back to the really whole spiritual thing. This was a really, probably one of my biggest revelations I've ever had in life. And I can 
You ever watch Average Her Last Airbender much? Yeah. Okay, I just so I just binge the the you, series you, again and it's just so much better in adulthood than oh what I remember. God, because you as. see so much now. Yes. You realize how masterfully they created uh-huh. and and made something that was A palatable to the youth and B has enough depth to entertain a grown adult. Right. It wasn't even on the level of nostalgia. I mean there was that, but there was there was philosophy that oh, I was God. just like, it's so whoa! Deep. I it, I and it's bang on. Am seeing so many more layers to this than I, you know, than I saw before. Because when I was a kid, it was like, oh, they're fighting. It's cool. They have the elements. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Um, and then just now as an adult, it's just like, wow! Like, there's something really beautiful about the yeah. you know the relationships of the characters, yeah. how they're growing, and the trajectory of their like character arc, and like, I, I read somewhere that netflix has the rights to do a um a live action of it another one uh not a movie like a series oh, okay, so they, okay, okay i i feel like the everybody feels the movie was a mistake i didn't it even see it happened. because of the little Don't. snippets i saw i was like it's no the casting bad. was like the exact opposite of what i thought it was going to be yeah it, yeah i just I don't so i i think though that netflix will do it justice i i feel optimistic yeah. about it because we at least have some reference to be like okay that don't do that exactly exactly <laughs> and then like if you know if there's a lot of money in it it's like it will serve you guys really well to do what the people want yeah yeah and actually actually that actually makes my story a lot easier to tell now because now you're really familiar with the show was that episode the best analogy in the show I can describe for that for like who I was like, and if I could be a character in that show, I would totally be Aang, in the sense that, um, not that I'm trying to be the main character or anything, but it's like he was this, um, I'm fun loving. I'm not. I'm not out to. I'm not a Zuko or an Azula. Yeah, he wasn't <laughs> out to dominate. He didn't want to, you know, but kill anybody strength. or hurt anybody, even though he had that. And he had to use it him. though. He had to use it and. And and to me it was this. It was that episode. It was towards the beginning where he was learning firebending, and then he mm-hmm. actually burns the shit out of Katara. Yeah. And then her. he felt, I never want this shit again. I'm mm-hmm. a pacifist. I don't need that. And see, and I was like that because I did have the strength. I was good. And, but then you hide that under a guise of, oh, I'm so peaceful. I don't need this aggressive energy. I don't need this anger. I'm better than that. Yeah, and then that's just another way to like, and that's do all the same thing. ego. Uh-huh. A, it's an excuse. It's not accepting what's in front of you, and it's not being objective about the situation and accepting of what's happening. It's and it's like that happened towards the end when he was like, when he like was calling on past avatars to like, what should I do with the Fire Lord? And they're all telling him, you gotta kill him, you gotta kill him, you gotta kill him, you gotta kill him, and it's like. I believe one of his past incarnations, it was, I think, Avatar Kiyoshi. It was that one, the the female warrior. Mm-hmm. She was like, no, no, no. It was one. It was an old airbending avatar. It was, I think, it was like a, it was a lady, and she was like, realize that as an avatar, it's not about you. It's about the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to me, you have a, res- a greater responsibility than like remaining, you know. I guess pure of heart, if if that's what you're doing. In in that for. in that sense, it's almost like you're karmically tied 
to greater obligations than your own karma, you could say. And what, what I view really that is, is, is truly viewing things objectively. This is what needs to be done. It's not what you want to be done. Mm -hmm. This is what needs to be done. And I think that's a mark of evolution. It's a mark of understanding and it's a mark of maturity. And I don't I necessarily mean that maturity, yeah, in a spiritual sense, but like, you know, how many parents have to do things they don't want to, they don't want to, but they probably should or have to for their kids. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to be aggressive. I didn't want to fight. And, and, and the way the, the one, the one day I'll never forget that, like I was really put to the test with it, which was a really pivotal moment for me though. And it was extraordinarily uncomfortable. I used to puke. Yeah. I remember Friday, this is offside story, but like Fridays, me and my training partner would come in and it was just he and I, mm -hmm. just no people watching, no crowds to please, no people to cheer me on, no instructors, just me and him. We had the keys and we would train. And this guy was, he was a cool guy, but he was serious and he was there to fucking fight. So imagine empty studio, dead quiet. He's on one end of the mat. I'm 20 feet on the other end of the mat doing our stretches, warming up, dead silent. And then suddenly he looks at me he's like, you ready? It's like, yeah. You just start going and, you know, it just starts doing this. And then it just starts getting amped up. The adrenaline starts getting there. And there'd be times where it's like, I'd get so, mm, I'd just run to the bathroom and puke. Really? In the middle of it or like yeah. at the end? Yeah. Like, I got to go. And it's just the nerves were wow. so intense to me. And it's not that I didn't have it in me, but getting to that level was just so uncomfortable yeah. but that's not a good thing because in a time like that where you might need to be in that state having your nerves going bananas is not good yeah adrenaline is a hell of a thing man. drug yeah a a drug. i was gonna say a hell of a drug <laughs> yeah. but i'm like it's i mean i guess for some people like it can be like a drug you know there are adrenaline junkies of course so it's, to it's, say, it's, but it's a hormone but for for I mean, and you, you in that situation, you were like, man, this is like not what I want. I want to like maintain no, my I'm composure. I'm a pacifist. I'm too good for this. I'm, I'm, and it's like, and you start telling yourself those lies. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's going backwards. And, and so one day at the studio, a bunch of us were fighting, rotating partners. And my instructor goes, so-and-so is being a bully and I need you to kick his ass. And it's like, oh, fuck. A- consider when your instructor tells you something it's like when your boss tells you something it's like when the sergeant tells you something it's, it's like an you order. just it's an yeah. order it's, yeah. it's, there's no question and i just started hitting this guy hard he goes are we gonna go hard i'm like uh yeah and he goes all right and he just starts <clears throat> eventually he died down it's because i came in with the purpose of winning you could say and not because i wanted to but then you realize oh it shut him up now there's more peace. Hmm. And isn't that funny? It took that for peace. Now I'm not saying violence equals peace, especially right. in today's climate. But um, what I'm saying is there is at least something to it. And there's something to... It's a tool in your arsenal. Mm -hmm. You have to use it all the time, mm -hmm. but it has its time. And to ignore it like I was, like, Aang, I can't firebend. That's for evil people. That's for bad people. That's too much for me. I'm a peaceful, fun-loving airbender. You're denying a part of yourself. Yeah. And also you have to, it's, it's like that, um, 
one of the the former avatars like said to him yeah, where it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is this is bigger than you if yeah. if what you value here is justice mm-hmm. then it's not about you and it's not about like the other person it's about like what we're all getting from this here because it probably had to do with who like the victims of of that person's bullying seeing like hey yeah. like you know it, it's not gonna we're not gonna allow this to happen um we're gonna put that person in their place and it's just like for the greater good for the greater good yeah and it's it's a struggle i think um when you identify as a pacifist i i feel very much like a pacifist and non-confrontational yeah yeah but um like you say you you have to realize that there are times where like you have to and, and they're rare i guess but like sword. when it when it comes to justice it's like there there are ways to to there are ways to be like pacifist i guess in terms of like violence and stuff um mm-hmm. while also participating in the fight of course and i think it's because um in, and this is the whole um, philosophy behind what the lotus means in yoga and the whole idea with the or is it buddhism i think it's buddhism the whole idea behind the lotus flower is in buddhism is it grows in the mud mm-hmm. um, but it's this beautiful flower that is not tainted by the mud and the whole idea is to be in it yet to not be a part of it and to not let it consume you so it's like just because you're in the fight now here's the thing if you want the fight you're in it mm-hmm you're attached to it. Mm-hmm. But if you're just fighting because you have to, you're not part of it. Mm-hmm. And so I think you can achieve unsheath- what must be done. <laughs> and, and see, and, and to me, that's what I love about spirituality and all that stuff is because, um, how do I say it? There's no tax loophole. There's no, right. no, it, right. it, it's, there's no way around it. Like the only way you're ever going to get to that level, whatever that level is, is you got to jump through all the hoops and there are no shortcuts. And if you love to fight, it's gonna corrupt you if you love the adulation and the, and the and, and the stardom and mm-hmm. the, and the it's the gonna attention. corrupt you. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to say, like you know, that's actually going back to what we were saying, like how you were saying when you were performing and you were on tour and stuff. Like that, I think, has given you a much more genuine and sincere perspective, and the right to talk about that as opposed to somebody who hasn't because see I, I think i've noticed this a lot of people who unfortunately may have never never really come out on top of, um, of anything and never really won anything and never really experienced like competence a peak, a like peak in their life yeah. don't know that they don't know what it's like to have it right there in front of you and to not grab it mm-hmm. that's and that's a whole or to have and then to lose it or to lose it exactly, and see, it's easy to say, "Oh, well, I don't want it." Well, because well, you've never had it before. Mm-hmm. It's like, and it's no different than like a recovering drug addict or an alcoholic or something. And to have it right there in front of them and to say no takes a whole different level of strength than just not having it ever in your awareness to begin with. Mm-hmm. And and that's Carl Jung's whole thing about the shadow is realizing that those dark tendencies do exist within yourself and to willingly not engage with them. And, you know, I think he said to his understanding, like you were saying, 
no matter how much you think, no matter how much you meditate, no matter how peaceful you think you are, or how much you've grown, the opportunity is always there. Mm-hmm. It will always be there to tempt you, which is sounds like a morbid thing. Yeah, you. It's it. But it's just reality. With that in mind, it's probably easy to fall into like nihilism. Like, well, then what's what's oh, the point? Oh yeah. And and sometimes I wonder, like, if if you know my thoughts, like are on the brink of nihilism but it's it right at the end of the day like it is what you make it mm-hmm. you know uh if if life is inherently meaningless <laughs> right if spiritual practice of meditation if 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 pursuing one's like career goals is, is right. inherently meaningless then like what's the point um the point is like just you're just doing it like it's what yes. must be done. <laughs> oh God, yeah. That, 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 that was an Alan Watts quote. He goes, uh, he goes. The, <laughs> I, I posted this. You might have seen it. He was like, "See, the point of life is so unbelievably obvious and stupid. It's right there in front of us that we all miss it. And it's just the point of being alive is just to be alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not to do anything or to do this and that. And it's funny. That's why I really like." And it sounds like it's such an off tangent, but that's why I love Chappelle so much because I love Dave Chappelle. I know. I know he's he's really controversial, and but of course, because that's like, why it's good. and and we don't have to really get into conversation uh, about like uh, um, comedians and PC. I know that that's like a, its own thing, and I don't want to super dive into it, but yeah. um, I think he does it so gracefully. Gracefully I, is the word that i really think so and and he's so insightful he's not coming from a place of just like speaking inflammatorily just for the sake of like he's not a provocateur right need it right and 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 he also comes from a place of having had like this extreme Extreme. popularity like and walked away from millions of dollars and he's like nope that's not what i'm here for and that's why i think he has such an impact because All that to me, more than anything, just screams sincerity mm-hmm. and genuinity. Yeah. And yeah. where's it going with all that? His, yeah. his perspective, man, is just, is, he's one of a kind. Yes. And I think a lot of that is, is largely due to A, he is actually very well educated. And I'm not saying, oh, because he went to school, he's better than you. But like, what I'm saying is he knows the ABCs and the one, two, threes. But at the same time, he knows the street life. He knows like the. He's not so academia about everything, and and he inter, and he harmonizes the two so beautifully. Mm-hmm. He can talk s- such deep political, societal, mm-hmm. um, just so intuitive truths, with such a comedic, almost hood sounding way. It's it's a magnificent harmony. And I know this sounds off, but it's kind of like why I like Frank Ocean so much because um, is he retro sounding? Is he hip hop sounding? Is he kind of rap sounding? Is, is he R and B? Is he R and B alternative? Is he indie? He is, is he vocal? Man. He's just it's and he meshes <laughs> them so beautifully. Like you hear some of his synth stuff, and it's so electronic and like borderline EDM-y. And then he does these vocals that are like like that only people who are really good singers can do. It's not like you're relying on autotune and none of that shit. And like, I really love his, uh, um, 
the endless visual that, I don't that, know that one. endless oh god and kevin told me he goes funny story it was actually because he had a certain um he had a deal with i think it was jive that he needed x amount of releases and mm-hmm. he needed one more and once he was done with that he can do his own thing so mm-hmm. he just released this easy thing um which was it was kind of like a it's, it's like an amalgam of tracks just kind of end to end and it's on apple music it's yeah. it's like this it's like a visual album it's like this music video of like it looks i think it's his brother or or somebody else and they're like in this shop like doing metal work it's just playing in the background of while like, music is while music is playing <laughs> and it's just it's just like track after nice. track after track after, it's just stuff that he made but um that's cool but it just goes all over the place and it's like beautiful vocals to like rap sounding stuff to really experimental instrumental stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, he's just, and he harmonizes it so beautifully. And I think that's why it stands out, which is why like, I love Dave Chappelle so much because you ever seen that inside the actor studio with him? Um, maybe a clip. It's funny. I don't, I can't find it anywhere nowadays, but like, that's one of the times where you really like, get to hear him talk seriously for an extended period of time and i think he did it after the whole africa thing happened and you realize just how deep and insightful he is and i see that's where i think where the roots of all of his stuff comes from so he could be talking some seemingly stupid crass offensive stuff in his comedy but that's the depth from which all of that is coming from mm-hmm. so it hits it's different. not surface level it yeah. hits different mm-hmm Agreed. Agreed. I think uh, um, people that that get offended by things that he says are not Mm. listening. Listening. They're not. They're just they're they're hearing the words. Mm -hmm. But and maybe it's just like not knowing like where it's coming from, not knowing that 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 depth. Yeah. Is the foundation of of the words that he says, because. Yeah, I mean. He doesn't say things on accident. Always he doesn't. It. He does it with such intention. And it, and it sounds like stupid, offensive stuff at first glance. But like when you think about it, it's like, oh, like what, what, what was in? I forget which one it was, but it was, he was talking about Cosby. It's funny. You look back at his, all his old stand ups from years ago. He's always talked about Cosby and he's always talked about OJ. <laughs> like he can't get off of them for the last <laughs> 20 years. But like now they, with the whole Cosby thing happened recently, like. Now it hits different. But mm. um, he was saying, and he was making a joke about it, but this is when all like the Cosby, like rape scandal things came up and like he raped, what was it, 48 women or something A like lot. That? Like Too many. He's like, he's like, that's, four. I know it's 48 because he goes, that's four dozen rapes. <laughs> and um, he's like, but here's what I'm saying. And he mentioned the story of it. And he said, to my understanding, Bill Cosby, actually paid for the pa system um at the capitol where martin luther king gave his i have a dream speech and he's and he's done so much for like sending uh young african-americans to college and stuff and he goes but so here's what i'm saying he isn't true he rapes but he saves and he saves a lot more than he rapes but he still probably does rape. Have a good night, everybody. And it's like, huh? Oh man, I think I think what he's pointing to there, because like obviously that How feels like inflammatory. Obviously that feels like a little bit. But when like you think about insensitive. it, but but what he's getting at, what he's pointing to, right. is the nuance. 
of it that people are that yes like we need to hold people accountable for their mistakes and for their wrongdoing but you are more than just your mistakes exactly and there is this interview he did with this uh, news lady i believe it was at his home he goes this is why i don't usually do a lot of these or i'm really careful with what i say because you say one tiny statement now that you just didn't think about and it follows you for ever and in 20 years when they want to bring up something about you they're going to say dave Chappelle said this and it's like fuck they're right yeah yeah i mean i i think it so you are not your mistakes they only see that you are not your mistakes like i mean and and this this kind of goes into the topic of like like cancel culture and stuff and like it's it's such a like a like a uh hot button topic right now that like Mm -hmm. i don't feel like we can it's it's dangerous territory to talk about yeah um and we have better things to talk about we do we do i but in in that just like lightly touching on it i i think that that you know obviously things exist on a spectrum you know there's and and it it sucks because like like people like shut down matt damon and like he's annoying in all the ways that he is Mm -hmm. but he he did he he did have a point where he was like you know this isn't the same thing as this like we have to, to like we can't treat them all the same um like i don't know i don't know it's it's I don't want to get too Of course into not. It, but, but I think what it boils down to is it's such a multifaceted, complicated situation. But I think one way to kind of just generally look at it is it's easy to have a one-sided opinion, a one-size-fits-all solution mm-hmm. that serves the purpose of virtue signaling on your own behalf. Yeah. You know? It's like if you stand behind this thing and you say it on an Instagram story and it's like it's a nice what shot of serotonin or whatever that makes you feel good that you said something right and it's and it's usually a really low resolution um ill-informed opinion that's very emotionally charged and mm-hmm. it's and it's like if you really look at things objectively there's just so many nuances to things it's hard to say what is right what is wrong and 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 that was the whole thing he was talking about. Like you were saying the nuance it's in the his nuance, comedy yeah. is what makes the difference. And it's like, and nuance is what makes the difference in, in any venture. And it's like, and you know, this probably more than anybody with music production is, you know, it's not hard to make a decent track. It's hard to make a good track. It's really hard to make a really good track. And it's extremely hard to make something phenomenal. Yeah, and, it's like, it, and it's like, and it's like, and what makes a difference between all this stuff is all the nuances, all the details, all the mixing, the mastering, the ad libs, the the layering, the EQing, and the um, the runs and the harmonies and the the way you do the percussion and the pans and the little what do you call them uh, ear candy? Mm. I learned that word. <laughs> and it's just all those little things. Mm-hmm. And and people think, oh, that doesn't make a big difference. That doesn't make when you add up a hundred, that doesn't make a big difference. Things it ends up making a gigantic difference and that's the and that's the power of nuance right and i mean because i do a lot of cooking it's in the detail right and and it's all those little nuances that make good cooking from fantastic cooking very different it's mm-hmm. like there's lots of salt comes in lots of different forms it's not just salt it could be salt it could be soy sauce it could be um 
It could come from a stock. It could come from miso. It could come from lots of things that people say, oh, that tastes salty. There's a lot more to it than that. And like when you ask a professional of anything, like a very general question, they're like, it's complicated. Like what if I asked you, what is the best way to master a song? It's like, well, what's the best way to mix a song? What's the best right. EQ I'll put on something? What's the right. best way to record a voice? You would get different answers from different experts on on that. Because there's nuance with stuff. Yeah. And th I, I think that's that's where it becomes art, you know? Yeah. Because yes. we could both sit down with the same instructions mm -hmm. to make to play the same chord progression mm -hmm. and the same drum rhythm or whatever. And it could just be like three to five tracks mm -hmm. and we're in different studios and then we come and we play it for mm -hmm. one another and it'll be different because like your expression is different Completely. from my expression and it's all in the it's all in the details, it's all in the nuance. Yeah, and you're never going to, like, get the same thing twice. And I always like to look at it like this. You have all the piano keys on the keyboard. Those are the same keys that everybody's had for forever. Mm. And we're still making new shit all the time. <laughs> it's yeah. like there's yeah. just so many variables you can have with it. The order, the hardness, the, e the EQing, the patches, how you're panning things, and how what, 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 what soft synth you're using, and how you're you micing it and reamping re it. It's like there's just so many different ways you can do things that but but that is the beauty of the artistry of it. It's like it is your own unique expression. Actually, and here's a question I always really wanted to ask you and an artist in general is, and I talked I touched on this on a previous podcast, but I think I get a much more deep response. What tends to be more of an inspiration for you musically? Is it happiness or sadness? Interesting. <laughs> um. I think I think it is I think it's easier to write a sad song. Really? Yeah, I think that those feelings are so strong and visceral. Yeah. Like that's a good way to put it. Like happiness is like so fleeting. Like mm. it's I think it's harder to hold on to and like ruminate on joy than it is to That's ruminate on to like it. like sadness or anger or anxiety. It's like happiness like, are the sprinkles and sadness is like the ice cream. Yeah. And maybe it depends on the person. Like for sure. for me, I think it's easier to write I mean, I tend to write more love songs, right? Yeah. But I think it also has to do with like what you listen to and what you yeah. like how you were conditioned musically and stuff right that's true so that's like one thing true. i struggle with is like not writing how do i write something that's not about love like that's a challenge uh. that i that i have to face sometimes and um in that respect it's i am writing happy songs right, yeah, nowadays yeah. i think um i think it just depends on like what you're going through like yeah it really yeah, yeah, it yeah. really depends on what you're going through and and during that time because there was a time where i was writing a lot of sad songs and, and that was just what that was, was pouring the reality out. that was just the reality That's at what that was point pouring out. right now i'm writing a lot uh, a lot more happy songs now i think about it <laughs> I see. because i'm happy <laughs> but exactly that's it it's funny i don't know if you know uh, this guy his name's dr wayne dyer i've never heard of him no he's he's now passed but he's like a spiritual figure he was him and deepak Chopra were like kind of um, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> i was not gonna say that but that's a good word but um 
Um, and he has this one philosophy, this story that I love so much. And it's one of those things that's so stupidly, starkly simple that it's easy to miss. And he calls it, I don't think it's called orange theory. And I know, cause I know that's a thing, but, um, he's like, okay, so when you get an orange and you squeeze it, what comes out? Orange juice. Why? Well, because that's what an orange has to give. And it's like, okay, duh, obviously. So when life squeezes you, when life stresses you, when life puts its pressures on you, what comes out? Orange whatever's... juice. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> orange juice. And the answer is whatever's inside you. And like, and this kind of goes back to like, you know, people don't try to screw their life up every day. They're just doing what they can. So when life squeezes somebody and anger comes out of them and you're thinking, well, why don't you just love? Isn't it? Can't you just love and hug like I am? It's like it's they don't what's love in there, yeah. because they don't have any to give because if they did, it would come out. Yeah. There's none there. It's not because they don't want it. It's because they don't have any. Right. And they could cultivate it, but maybe they're just not called to. It could be that. And maybe it's just not, um, maybe, maybe they're not ready for that yet. Yeah. For whatever reason that might be. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. It is. It's that's one of those those things that it's hard to to get into acceptance about because like it's it's and I guess this is you know tying it back to to spiritual. We keep yeah. going back to spiritual, which I like. It's cool. No, I know. It's the, <laughs> it's the 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 thread. Yeah. Um. But with with the all of the reading that I'm doing on like spirituality and and philosophy and the meditation and the psychedelics. It's yeah. like I, I I feel like I'm on this journey. I'm on this path. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the more that I consume of the books and the podcasts and the, and everything, like the higher I get on this path, right? And and I want my friends, I want my family to come with me. I'm yeah. like, brother, join me. Mm-hmm. Mom, like like here's this look at this book. Like and or, or watch this, watch this documentary, listen to this podcast, and it just won't hit the same way that it hit me, because yes, yes, I'm just absolutely. being called to it in a different You're way, and I'm it. like, yes, yeah, for whatever just, reason, right? You and, are, and and just getting to acceptance, like my brother and I, my friends and I, like we can read the same book, but we're gonna get different things. Just like with the yes. music that we were talking about. We could have the same instructions, but we're going to come out with different results. Exactly. And and I think, like you're saying, it's, it's to me, actually what comes out of that is compassion. And, and here's what I mean by that. You know, what does everybody hate? When you get that knock on your door and it's like the, and like the Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> it's, that's the same thing. Mm. And it's the you know born again Christian going around saying, "Have you found Jesus yet?" Because I found Jesus, and I want to spread Jesus' love to you. And that's very much the same thread of what you're talking about, where I found myself on this path, and I want everybody to come with me. And it's like, oh, well, not even come with me. Like, like, it, it's it's like I'm getting so much value from mm-hmm. like all of this stuff that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't like, you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, yeah, why would like. I'm imagining that you would also get the same value. Mm-hmm. Right. And that may not necessarily and be true. Yeah. It's usually not. Whereas <laughs> where I, it's usually, in fact, it's the fact that you 
yeah, exactly exactly and, and it's like how do you know it's, they're going to get the value it's if 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 they found it like you did <coughs> when it happens spontaneously one of the, my favorite things my instructor always told me is if you're forcing you can't feel if you're feeling you can't force so it's like when you, when you ever feel like I need to, you don't need to do anything. It's like, that's, they'll find it when they find it. If they don't find it, they don't find it. Yeah. And that's the thing. If they don't find it, they don't find it. Right. That's okay. For whatever reason, they didn't find it. And maybe they'll find it one day. And where I see a lot of that actually is in my job in, in tutoring. You know, I'm, I'm, they, they bring me in and by they, I usually mean the parents. It's not often I'll get a kid. And, um, a lot of times the parents will like be like, you know, do this, do that for them, show them this, show them that and, and convince them and prove to them that, you know, this is where they should be in their life. And this is hmm. what's coming. To, and I'm, and, hmm. and it's, it's a kind of a paradox for me. It's a conundrum because yeah. I'm in a pickle because, because like at the end of the, sorry, I don't mean to come. No, 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 no. Like you want to do your job, but also like, what does the kid have to say? Yes. Like, what is it that they need? There's so many variables. I think, A, they're, first of all, they're paying me, okay? <laughs> and yeah. Then, <laughs> and then secondly, um, you know, what's the dynamic like? Are you, is this the kind of, I also have to always think about, like, family dynamics, and it's like, are, um, is this the household where, like, your word is law, and mm -hmm. they just listen to what you say, or is this ha household where, like, or maybe you just, you think your word is law, and you are, oblivious to what your child is thinking or feeling and you just want to force all this down their throat and then at the same time like me viewing all this from an outside perspective it's like you may want me to do this but it's pointless for me to try because they're just not ready well how do you tell somebody who's paying you um they're just not ready for this and it's it's pointless mm. it's like and see really strict conscientious parents will think that as long as you try hard enough you can do anything and it's like yeah that's such a that's such a uh, that's yes so ingrained no. in our culture like we're all conditioned with that like um what is it protestant work ethic uh, i've never heard of that but i feel that yeah uh -huh. uh, it's, it's just very much like <laughs> like part of the fabric of like america for mm. example uh specifically america where it's just like you just like if you work hard in a capitalism like if you work hard you will X achieve like what in, you X want yeah. yeah but sometimes that's just not the case like you, there's so many variables that that go into like you know achieving what it is you're you're like seeking out to achieve like yes there's there's you know where you're starting from there's like what you're working with genetically like yeah, that's like, a huge thing yeah yeah that people like, try to overlook and 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 I think that's where the East can come in and provide its help. And, and one way to look at that is, you know, you've tried everything in your tool arsenal. Maybe see what somebody else's toolbox has, and maybe they have some weird ass tool that you've never seen that might be exactly what you need. And and like, it's like it's like it's like the Taoist way of looking at that same issue is I think what could provide the most help to it because. You know, the American way is just so like, you know, if A, then B, if you want this, do that. If you're not getting enough, work hard. If you want more money, work more. If you want better, great, study harder. Yeah. You want to be more physically fit, train harder. And it's like that helps in a lot of cases. But um, sometimes it just doesn't work. And the worst thing is, is when people start doubling down on something that doesn't work. Because then you just hit the gas 
down into the ground mm. and then it's the worst possible thing and it's almost like you you have a dish that's too salty but the only seasoning you're aware of is salt and you just add more salt more salt more salt it's like <laughs> it's stop it's the worst thing you could do and yeah. i do need sugar right and so the the, the the Taoist way of looking at that is it'll be ready when it's ready and that's the worst fucking thing you can tell somebody who is this harder better faster stronger attitude right. because it's like how is doing nothing gonna help it's like right it's like you i mean you it can't maybe, force it needs it. to bloom yeah you it'll happen in its own time kung fu panda you ever seen that yeah. movie? oh yeah. god i love that movie and and again like, like avatar where it's 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 this seemingly childish show but it has just these deep spiritual truths and the thing he was saying was you know he's like you know um this 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 tree will bear fruit when it's ready and yeah, it blossoms it, because it'll you, you know what scene i'm talking about right yeah where there's that tree of what's yeah. called the, the the peach tree of heavenly wisdom and yeah. the whole thing was like you know the the turtle represents like this master consciousness attitude and then shifu is like this i think represents the ego mm-hmm. he represents the ego and ugwe represents the turtle the self this like pure consciousness kind of thing and the ego as in this thing that has I guess you could say a point to prove. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I can control um, when the fruit falls and I can control where to plant the seed. And he goes, ah, I guess. But no matter what you do, that um, that seed will become a peach tree. And you can wish for an apple or an orange, but hmm. it's going to be a peach. And there's just nothing you can do about it. You know? And I've had so many parents I've worked with that, like they want a certain thing. And I told them, I'm like, listen, in my experience... I'm not saying it's exact, but it's usually around the age of 16 is when if they're going to shape up, they shape up. And it just kind of naturally takes that path. And I remember I had this one mother who was like, do this and this. And she wasn't like strict with me, but she was like, make sure you check this. Make sure you check that. And, and. Very and type A. Exactly. A. And I didn't do any of that shit. And not because I was trying to be defined, because I was like, he's 14. He doesn't care about organization. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he's 14. Mm-hmm. And trust me, when he's ready, and a lot of times what I notice is when the load is present for him to even find the necessity to improve is when he'll improve. Right. But when he's in this environment, this bubble that's, for lack of a better term, coddling, there is no need for improvement because he doesn't have to. Right. Because, because there's already that sense of security. What he's like, doing is working just fine for him. So right. why is he going to work harder? Exactly. That's a really good point. Yeah. And, and I've noticed students of mine that it usually happens when they make the high school to college jump and they get their first professor that fails them unashamedly. <laughs> um, and when they realize that, oh, you can't just say, oh, I'm sick and take a test another day. They'll just give you a zero on the test because you weren't there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, my excuses don't work here anymore. And when they say, you know, your, ex- your final exam is worth 30% of your grade and they're not kidding. Or when they say, you know, no late work and they and you turn in your essay the next class period and they just give you a zero on it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, shit, this is for real. Yeah. And they're not kidding. And, and, and I notice it's like usually that space where they finally shape up. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's when they have to deal with some sort of the load struggle is or challenge. It's because the load is present. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but I think that's just. A level of maturity that again that's that eastern way it'll happen when it happens yeah and it's it's hard to make that i'm i i can only imagine it's it's hard to make that work with 
with like your clients and, and also deciding who is your client here? Is it the parents or is it the kids? Um, yeah, it's <laughs> a really good point. The parents have this like goal and, and at the end of the day, like the goal is for this child, the student to That's succeed. That's the main thing. Right? So like they also have to trust in your methodology and your philosophy and that what you're doing works and mm. that's why you get the results that you get mm. because you understand that fundamentally like this the, like uh, you can't bring a cookie cutter uh, uh tutoring lesson to yeah, to every single student exactly. you have to mold and shape into like what the students need particular needs are yeah, and it's hard when it's it's hard because it actually another really important thing to mention is I'm also not a parent, so there's a lot of things I don't know. Yeah, like for sure. A, I haven't known that kid for 16 years from birth like they have. Yeah, that's a big one. I'm usually pretty good at reading those situations, but I don't know that I never change your diapers. I don't know what that kid is like on a bad day. Mm -hmm. They do, and it's all that stuff. And and but there's also some ob objectivity that comes with that. Like yeah, that's very lack true. of context, which is nice. Of course, you, um, you're not bringing in your biases into a yeah. That's yeah. a really good point. Yeah, it's man, it's so complex. Everything, all of the relationships, all of the communications, they're like, all different. Yeah, it's almost overwhelming when I think about it. I'm like trying to more recently, like um, with you know family. Mm -hmm conflicts and drama and stuff uh that i've been dealing with the past few months um just learning to accept the fact that sometimes i won't be understood i maybe i speak a different language yes. like not not like i speak english and they speak spanish no, or something, I, no, but I get like, it. like I get we it. just have different it's different vibrational yes, language <laughs> different tools of communication yeah. like 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 you say it's not like what you say it's how you say it and stuff yeah. and like I, what I'm realizing is that there's a lot of, 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 um, in communication, there's a lot of assumption. There's a lot of, um, prediction. Like mm -hmm. what, what is this person going to say? Like where, oh, where, yes. where are they coming from? What are their intentions rather than just like listening, like listening or, or asking if there's any sort of like misunderstanding or like, help me understand where you're coming from. Help me understand like what it is that you're feeling so that I can respond to this like appropriately and stuff. Um, and, and what I'm getting at is that like sometimes like I'm just going to be misunderstood and like yes. I have to be and that's like, not your fault. Yeah, and I have to just like learn like you know, it's it's like the very simple like choose your battles, right? Oh yeah. But like Oh yeah. I I've spent so much time recently like trying to like be understood like if if i just explain it more if i just like like elaborate further then you'll understand me um but that's not no. i'm learning that that's not the case sometimes you just have to like and that's just the way it is for whatever reason and it's not your fault it's not their fault fault is not something to bring into that equation it's right just right there's the no right and wrong being. here it's just like it's not like they're trying to misunderstand you yeah what i'm what i'm saying is is most valuable in times of like conflict or disagreement is like how instead of like getting you to see where i'm coming from 
how can I best see where you're coming from? And then hopefully you'll give me the same respect and or, or just like put in the same amount of effort and like meet me halfway and try to see where I'm coming from too. Because I think that's where the connection happens. I agree. And I also think you can't fake that. Be yeah. Because, and 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 and, and, and teaching for long, as long as I have is, is showing me that. What I mean is... You can't really, really give until you've received. Mm -hmm. And and I like to make an analogy for that is like it's something as simple as quenching your thirst or like, you know, satiating your appetite. Like when you're starving and your friends say, hey, can I have a bite of that? You can't tell me that you genuinely want to say hell no. Yeah. You don't yeah. because you're hungry. But once you're full, you're like, yeah, have the rest. I don't care. Like you, you can genuinely give it to them without attachment, without any ulterior motives, without anything. So, like to genuinely be able to listen to somebody, you in some way, shape, or form have, have to, to be have been listened to, to yeah. by somebody or something, yeah. probably a significant other, and who uh, a lover, or a family member, a friend, somebody at work, somebody at some place you go to. There's somebody has actually like listened to you. Yeah, you've now have been have have had that part of your psyche your mind your soul satisfied and now you can like genuinely just listen to somebody and i think that's something i'll have to remember because i think it's it's not something i've experienced yet but like there has to be balance yeah and there's probably so many people who've experienced giving 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 yeah you exactly. know spending all yep. that time like yep, yep, trying yep. to like understand you yeah. and never being understood that has got to be like exhausting and so discouraging and like that's the last thing i want so it's like there has to there has to be like an agreement that we're going to reciprocate here of course right um and i think that's what i'm learning like a uh, like with my brother um you know without getting into like any yeah. of the details like we we you know had some disagreements recently and and what we got to is that life is the longest thing you're going to do and we're inevitably going to disagree on something again we're inevitably going to have a misunderstanding or conflict again how can we set us up for success for when that happens and we can like just get to to like the 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 goal of loving each other mm -hmm. whether or not we understand each other whether or not we disagree like we're family or we're friends or whoever it is like 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 we love and we respect each other and let's get to that place how do we get to that place every time and operate from that place like mm -hmm. put everything else aside let's let's make that the goal first to get to that place and then hopefully everything else will like fall into place and you're right though it that starts with just a mutual understanding of let's just be respectful i listen to you you listen to me and from there it starts right rather than the opposite approach which is like perfectly natural to go into whereas like let's understand each other first and then that's when we'll like love and respect each and each, no yeah. it has to be the other way around you have to love and respect each other and then comes the understanding hopefully hopefully and <laughs> yeah I and mean, if it doesn't then at least you still love and respect each other that's true and <laughs> no yeah like and, and, and like i said I, I learned that through teaching a lot because 
my instructor taught me, he was always there to listen to me and show me things. And like, I was genuinely able just to give my time and the thoughts to people and maybe stay a few extra minutes with somebody. Or um, I get a lot of text messages after a session. Hey, I still can't figure this problem out. Mm. And of course, sometimes it gets a little excessive and trust me, it gets annoying. But <laughs> um, but a lot of times it's like, I'm just, I don't feel like I'm wasting my time. Um, they're bugging me or man, I should get paid for this because like I can give because I have received. Mm. And, and I think that's really important to realize when you're talking to other people that may not want to give you the time of day or maybe genuinely don't give a shit about what you have to say. Yeah. Maybe they don't, for some reason, they don't have that capacity. And in that yeah. respect, that's why I think, you know, having your core, your friends, your spouse is so important because I think that's the main well where you draw from in mm. that, you know. Because the truth is, is how many people are going to be genuinely that willing to listen to you just on a daily basis? Probably not very many people. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're not that close to them. Maybe you don't vibe that hard. It's kind of like in fighting. When in a UFC fight do you see just like that picture perfect knockout punches? It's pretty rare because that's a really rare succession of events to really come together. So to really find somebody that you just... Yeah. And I'm when just saying, don't expect it. <laughs> at least from a layman's perspective, like when I've seen UFC fights and stuff, like it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of technique. There probably is, like there is, but it's yeah. it, it's messy. It's it like is. Fights are messy. Life is messy. That's what it is. And life about is too. messy. Yeah. It reminds me. You ever see? You ever see? Because I was I was I posted a lot of stuff about it because I was just blown away. You ever? Because you know, I'm, and I thought about it now because because that statement and also earlier you mentioned psychedelics. You ever? watch uh the midnight gospel on netflix yeah oh, oh man did you finish God. it yeah man, dude that last I, episode. I, I, I actually couldn't finish the last episode it was like this is it's a lot it's so good though. that that hit in like you got I, i'm usually it. really good at all that taking it in and this existential and in that one i'm like i watched this another day like i got like two-thirds through it and i'm like this is heavy yeah it's a lot i i've strongly recommend finishing it i will and start I know it from I the will. top too like get through that whole roller coaster because it's so yeah that's a good way to put amazing. it man it's a roller coaster wow i like real tears cried real tears for that that episode it was amazing um and his mom yeah. uh, she's gone now I, she's, know. I think she passed last she year did. um but how amazing to have that have that memory recorded Recorded. and to have that beautiful art and animation and it's art that's what it is wow wow they did something really duncan trussell did something really beautiful with that that whole series and i'm excited i hope there's a second one i I hope so too i i came i came became aware of it because joe rogan posted it on his instagram hey this new awesome show from my friend he just made it and it's funny this is how i am with a lot of stuff i i read or watch I don't watch it right away because I'm like, when I'm ready. And, <laughs> and, and it's like, I want to is the weird thing. And maybe that's just my personality. Like I, it's like a, a treat and I will treat myself too. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like, you know, delayed gratification kind of a thing. And because I have this Carl Jung book that I was telling you about earlier in my room that I still haven't read the first page. It's, and it's totally up my alley. It's called The Archetypes and the Collective Unconscious by Carl Jung. And it's nice. like all that shit I'm into. And 
that's what that was like when i saw the trailer of that on 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 joe rogan's post he was i was like this is so up my alley and i didn't watch it for like two three months i think it came out in april and i didn't touch it until like a month ago in, mm -hmm. in june and when i watched the first episode and i knew i was gonna like it but when i started watching it i didn't think i was gonna like it as much as i liked it i was mm -hmm. like again this kind of goes back to the Chappelle thing they they it on the surface it seems this childish animated show but then you listen closely to what they're saying and you're like oh my god yeah yeah i think you have to be tuned to, to a certain frequency to really absorb it in the way that it's meant to be absorbed yeah and one thing i constantly think when i watch a show is there's so much i'm not seeing because or maybe all the animations and the weird things are genuinely random, but I think they're very symbolic. A lot yeah, of things they do, and I'm like, intention. I'm not, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like animation takes so much time. Exactly. And There's no way that, it would like, be in an accident. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that's. What, I think sometimes people forget that too. It's like this. Like, you realize how long that would take to get a scene and draw it and color it and animate it and put voice to it? It's like you would never just say, ah, screw it. Right. Like, no, it's there for a reason. And, like, what was your favorite episode? It has to be the, the last, the last episode. Oh, That's man. the one that, that just, like, resonated <laughs> so hard. And it, it was the longest episode. I feel like it was the most visually um, advanced one like i think they really went hard on that animation like they especially did. at the end like you haven't gotten to the end yet oh i think i got to the part where they were like traveling towards this black hole ish like they're in thing. space yeah okay okay so then, yeah at. it's i feel like they really just like like you know when you when you see like a like a, a live action show that has cgi or whatever and yeah, it's like like yeah. like uh, uh, Game of Thrones or something. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've yeah, seen yeah, Game yeah, of Thrones, yeah. but like you know those episodes where they put all the budget. On of it. course, of course, of course. No, no, no. You, exactly. It and was, it feels like that. That was like the. Uh, not that I've watched it much, but I. You might have been there, at Kevin's, when we were watching it. It was that one Game of Thrones episode, which is like one of three episodes I've ever seen. Where like the it's like that ice wall and like uh -huh. the monsters are coming hard home maybe the episode where they those giants like... got stuck in the cave in like the cave oh okay so not hard home yes yes when they're attacking the wall okay interesting i don't know if i saw that episode with you but yeah i know we were a lot of us were at kevin's house and they were going mm -hmm. crazy for it and i just for some reason i think you were there but yeah you're right i might like, i might have been where they put the budget in on everything and i yeah. i think you're right on that one a was the longest one and, and just the 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 uh, the acuity of the animation. Yeah. I, I almost want to, I think I want to go back and rewatch it. Cause I feel like I course. can't bring anything else to mind that I liked. I think the prison one was really, Oh, the prison one was really, really interesting. Oh yeah. 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 With the bird. Yes. I was one of my favorites. That was where he like kept dying and yeah. then like coming back, like, mm -hmm. and just doing it differently every time. I was like, huh. That's very uh, reincarnation. -y. Oh, it totally like, is. And yeah. and they were doing the Egyptian thing. Did you notice that? Where they weighed the heart. That's an Egyptian thing. No, I didn't so notice. So the, the Egyptian thing is, and I knew it before, but I didn't know it too detailed. So I researched it a little bit afterwards. It was um, the whole Egyptian afterlife thing is, you know, you're at the, I could say, uh, podium of judgment. It's Osiris, the king of the dead mm. god of the dead and they take your heart and they put it on a scale on with a feather and if you led a pure life 
um, with no sins, I guess, your heart would be lighter than the feather and you would be led into the afterlife. But if your heart was heavier than the feather, then this so alligator hippopotamus no crocodile and but if, if it was heavy if your heart was heavier than the feather then this hippopotamus crocodile creature would like tear you to shreds and you would burn eternally in hell nice. like i'm like it sounds like every other religion yeah. but um so that's what i don't know if you noticed but that's what they that's did really they, they ripped the guy's heart out and they put it on the scale and they plucked the bird feather and they put it that's an egyptian oh, thing oh that's so wild i i didn't know mm-hmm. i didn't know that's what i'm saying so like i know when i see other see i saw that yeah but there's also stuff that i kind of do whatever but i'm like so like if i saw that but i'm not having these mind-blowing moments at every moment of the series i'm sure there's a lot i'm missing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i think it's one of those where it's just worth like re-watching multiple times like oh yeah it um, hits differently each time. Mm-hmm. And you just pick up on more and more. And, and now now I know to look for that, um, mm-hmm. for Egyptian symbolism, where I didn't see it before. Yeah. What I think was one of the most off-putting things to me about the... It's funny. I'm saying nothing but negative. It's not that I'm saying negative things about the last episode, but like, it takes a lot for me to be like, this is too much. Like, a lot. And that one was one of them. Um, yeah, it's just emotional labor. Yeah. It is. And especially because my grandma passed like a year ago. Mm. So it was like a hit a little more viscerally. Oh, yeah. Especially because that's the very first close family passing I've ever had in my life. So yeah. it was like ne- never been to a funeral. Nothing. That was like the very first one. And it took me till 28. And um, so that hit hard. Yeah. But what was I think the the way they so casually in the bulk of the episode go through the you see the the mom and the like like the mom regresses into childhood and then mm-hmm. he gets and the way that happened so casually mm-hmm. was weird it, it 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 didn't sit with me well because it was like to me i look at it as they're doing something so oh how do, what's the word dramatic isn't the word they're doing something so like existential mm-hmm. so casually and it was like this weird juxtaposition of like right. salt and sugar. I'm tasting yeah. two opposing flavors <laughs> yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Because like you knew like you were supposed to be experiencing loss there, but at the same time, like because the transition oh, into gosh. like her becoming a baby and stuff was like, it was like, you're able to, to see that, that like what I felt that they were trying to um, illustrate there is that, death isn't the end of something that's what i felt it's too. the beginning it's of something new like it's it's all part of the, the cycle and like um yeah it's just like it's just the next part of the life the thing. next one and it's funny and i love analogies <laughs> but um it reminds me of school like once you've had enough and this kind of goes back to what i was saying about once you've like satiated your appetite you can move on it's like once you've um graduation is in a sense death because you're no longer Mm -hmm. in that place anymore but when you graduate you just move on to the next thing and it's almost like once we've graduated from this earth school (laughs) you move on to the next one kind of a thing and so many things in life have that Flow, that workflow that that succession of events and it's almost like hopefully like by analogy so end of life means beginning of some other life i guess you could say and 
and it's like well we see this circular pattern in everything else that we experience perhaps it's the same yeah yeah even if it's not like even if it's not a reincarnation situation where it's like the separate spirit or soul or whatever like starts life in a new baby or something like that even if it's not that like every atom and particle and cell like will become life for something else Some, yes yes like um yes i'm reading i'm reading this book right now it, it's really like a textbook i'm not going to be able to finish it because i'm using the, the libby app you know like it's like a oh, yeah, digital yeah. library yeah, yeah. sort of thing and it's like it expires in two days or something yeah. um, so i'm not going to finish it but the portion i'm reading uh it's this book called um plant intelligence and the imaginal realm And the section that I was just reading um, was about how, you know, we have this illusion of of self and the illusion of separateness from the world. Like every scientific um, um, uh, modality, I I guess, or or, 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 discipline, uh, discipline. Yes, thank you. Every scientific discipline, like biology and physics. And, and and astrology not astrology astronomy yeah very different <laughs> astronomy yeah. um it's they're all like like just like little bits of the same thing they're all just capturing small things of the same thing but after a while what we're seeing like in psychology and sociology and stuff we're like they're starting to blend together oh, because the, okay. the understanding is start they're yes. starting to yes. like overlap yes and yes, so yes, those yes. two like distinctions become one and like it, like we're probably going to see that happen with 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 physics and biology and and, I, and everything right but like the the illusion of separateness of of it all it's yeah. it's it's all an illusion like it's all Right. One. And it's that and that's exactly kind of what I was saying earlier about it's that that what you said about like the merging of two disciplines coming together to form one. It's like that's a I guess rather macrocosmic. Um but that's a subdivision of the whole idea of separateness coming together into one on any scale. Right. At that point. Exactly. It's just, just a, in that sense it's like a microcosmic example of that. So it's like by analogy, well, that's maybe how everything works. And yeah. And I've noticed that in, because everybody says to me, like, oh, you do so many things. And it's, to me, like, it's always been surprising because I never tried to do so many things. I just did what I felt like doing. Mm-hmm. And I never thought of it that way. But to me, like. Yeah, you didn't the, seek out to, like, do a lot of things. No, I just looked <laughs> it up on YouTube and I learned it. And it's, it's about, I was like, I'm interested in this thing right now. That's so. as far as it goes. And I'm yeah. dead serious. And, um, but I noticed it's a different it becomes a different entity when two things start to merge. And like, for example, like I learned how to cook stuff and then I learned photography and then suddenly, well, there's food photography or suddenly like, you know, learning my music stuff and then learning like cinematography and learning to merge them together. And when things start to behave synergistically, it it, it creates an entirely different beast. Mm. It is. And I think the best way to describe that is that now is that, saying of the whole is greater than the sum of its parts yeah kind of a thing yeah like um it becomes an entirely different entity Mm -hmm. and and like and and i guess it goes back to what we were talking about like with nuance and specifically with like music for example where like the details and the nuances like are special 
but the song isn't the is the details. No, it's not. The song isn't it's the, the totality. The, the, how the snare is hitting, like how, how like how it's EQ'd or something. It's it's not. It's all of it. Exactly as, together. As one, yeah, it's all of it together. Um, it's interesting. Like a, a sort of sidetracking, but it reminded me when you were talking about how you you've been interested in in so many different things, and and you just do them because you're interested in them. Yeah. And um, something I heard maybe on a podcast or something within the last few months was there culturally we're, we're told like follow your passion, right? Yeah, yeah. Like do what makes you passionate and like try to make that your job or your career or something like that. And then you'll be happy. Right. When really it's mm. not really like your passions that you should be following. It's your curiosity. Follow your mm. curiosity. And that's something that, that I realize like that you've done. That you've always done, that, yeah. and probably why you feel like so like content and happy in your life. I mean, not not to assume. I, I, but I like, do though. You're right. Like I you just, follow your curiosity. I satisfy it, and you do it passionately. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yes, and, I do. And but, so it's not just following your passions. It's just like, what are you curious about? Like, and I think that's in a certain sense being in tune with the inner child. Of your exactly of the of of just what interests you, not why, not what's its purpose. Yeah, Will and this is serve this your profitable? Life? What are people gonna think? If it like, inherently becomes, want to go to clown college? Go to clown college. Be a clown. Like you don't need to figure out like how it's gonna fit into the the narrative of your life. Like yes. if that's something you want to do, just do it. Right. That's how tutoring started <laughs> for me. Somebody just asked me one day and I'm not kidding. I didn't set out for it. Well, yeah. if, and to bring it spiritual, you might, maybe it did because maybe I did because I'm, I'll never forget like a week or two before. This is when I was taking like my math, my, my last math class I was going to take in college was a uh, differential equations. And at that point I was like, well, I'm pretty good at math at this point. And uh, you know, I could use some side money. Maybe I should start tutoring. Huh? And it was just a thought. Mm-hmm. And then next week, out of nowhere, my friend's mom calls. He's like, hey, my daughter needs some help. Are you willing to help in math? I'm like, uh, Man, yeah. Man, you manifested right? it. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, the secret. I manifested it. But No, I, I think that there's like those, you've, that's a, that's one of those moments, like those coincidences that you've experienced where like maybe there was just like some calling. Not that there's like some like, the, the uh, what is it called? The fucking, uh. Not, it's the secret, but it's it's the uh, the law of attraction. Yeah, like, okay, not that it's any yeah. of that or any divine intervention, but like, like you knew inside that you had a calling for that. That that's something you would be it's good so at. Genuine. And and the like the universe or yeah, something yeah. received that and was yeah. like, all right, here, yes. like do it. And, and it's not because I was seeking it. It's not because I want. It was literally just a thought in my head and. And then it came to me. And again, it's that whole thing of I didn't need it. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle didn't need the millions. He walked away from it. He didn't need all these things. He doesn't need the adulation. He lives in a, a secluded home in Ohio still. Yeah. Like it's just. Pretty humbly, I imagine. Right. And and I would definitely say humbly compared to what he could. Right. He could totally right. Right. be bellering it up. I'm and sure he has a that. big house and like everything. It probably but is, but like if he really wanted to pump the gas on it, yeah, more he's than probably he, more modest than he needs to be. Right. And, and it's the whole thing of just, you know, when you can let go of the ego of, I need to be this 
then you can become what you should be. All that you can be. I guess and that's what Matt Maslow would say. Self-actualization. And just become what you are. Yes, yeah, self-actualization. So um, I was listening to... Um, I can't. I don't know what the podcast is called, but the guy Scott Barry Kaufman, he just wrote a book called Transcend, all mm. about Maslow. Oh, I need to check that out. I love check that it stuff. out. Check it out. He himself kind of annoys me. Yeah. Um, but but he like took Maslow's hierarchy of needs and yeah. like kind of revised it a little oh, bit. Oh, cool, so cool, I'm, cool. I have his book on hold right now on Libby, so I'm waiting a few weeks until I can read yeah, it. Yeah, I'm gonna but, check um, it out. That would be an interesting thing to talk about when we both like dig into it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but continue your thought about Maslow. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, so like, you become all that you can be. And, and I think you've probably experienced this a lot in music. You cannot force creativity. You cannot force no. inspiration. It comes and it is a fleeting bird. It's a hummingbird that is there for a second and, yeah. poof, and just leaves. And if, you don't, if you're not there to receive it mm. in that glimmer of a moment, it's... That's really interesting. That's my, my, do you know V? Savani? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tutored um, him. No way. I did, yeah. That's crazy. He was in school, yeah. What a small world. <laughs> well, obviously that makes sense because it's the same of course, friends, yeah. sort of. But we, so basically through all of lockdown, we've been writing together like oh, almost cool. every day. Oh, wow. Um, and and we fell off recently like yeah. in the past like month and a half or so i got married so it's like yes, that you did. took a lot of time like <laughs> like doing a zoom wedding and all that mm -hmm. stuff but like um he um has a really interesting way of looking at creativity where it's like uh. like yes you can't force it and and maybe it isn't something that just comes from within it's he thinks of it as like this force this outside force like air like a like a gust of wind that mm. you just like you said you just have to be there at the right place at the right time to receive it in the right circumstances with the right people yes. and like 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 it finds you it uses you if you like like oh, like yeah. put up oh, your yeah. your oh, antenna yeah. to receive it eventually the signal will get there uh -huh. right so like you can't force it in that like you're gonna like make it happen. I'm gonna make a good song right now. Like you just put up your Definitely. antenna. I'm sitting here at my piano, and hopefully it gets here. Hopefully I receive the signal. Mm -hmm. But if it doesn't, like just try well, again. Watch it, Alan. Watch it. said it's the art of sailing, not the art of rowing. Yeah, that's that good shit. It's just you put the sail up, and the wind comes. It'll take you. Mm. You can't. And you can get there on your own. It's gonna take a lot more energy, and it's not gonna be nearly as sweet. And it's not going to mm. feel nearly as serendipitous. That's a lot how this conversation has gone. Yeah. We've touched so many, <laughs> so many topics in so many areas, and because we were sailing, man. But that's it, sailing. though. It's 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 fishing. It's not hunting. You put your line out, and you just. And the thing is, is when you're in tune, and when you genuinely, whatever this means, when you genuinely trust, whatever that means. There is no worry of if and when. It's just, you'll get it. It'll mm -hmm. happen. It'll come. And yeah. you, but you, well, one thing you for sure have to do is you genuinely have to let go. For sure, 100%, just, just drop it, let it go, forget about it, even if you're thinking about it slightly. If you still have a sticky hand on it, you have a little tiny hook on it so it doesn't leave your grasp, it's, it's, you didn't let it go. Yeah. You just have to let it put it out there in the ether and to me that's fighting like i might come out of this dead and mangled up but 
that's okay. You just, you let go of all that and you just let it do what it's going to do. Hmm. Hmm. I think that's a good place for us to end. Yeah. I'm going to pee myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good, man. It was nice talking to you. I'm glad you made it. Always a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, man.